Hello, New York Giants fans. Welcome to episode 6 of the G-Man Journal podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Ben Beccarelli. Today we have a returning co-host. For the third time. For the third time. He, he's keeping count. Uh, Dylan Waxman. Because I enjoy these podcasts more than my own podcast. I'm not going to lie with you guys. <laughs> G-Man Journal forever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so, um, so uh, today we're going to be talking about... Um, Guys on the roster that that the Giants need to break out. Uh, we'll do five of those picks. Um, we've made a list, uh, so we'll just read off that, elaborate a little there, and, and then, then three that we think are gonna break out, or if it's a rookie that are gonna have a solid solid good, good, good year. season. Yeah, um, one rookie in our list. Yeah. Okay. So um, so before we get started, I'd like to thank our um, sponsor today, State Farm. Get or help life. Go right. Um, yeah, so um, <laughs> so we'll start off with um, the uh, guys that the Giants need um, to have a breakout season. All right, so you want to read the first guy? Um, at, at number five, uh, we did this list together. We we'll completely thought it up. We completely thought it up each o- by each other. There was no arguing involved. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was kind of impressed. And <laughs> Yeah, I thought... We were going to argue a lot. Anyway, at five, we have the offensive lineman, Nate Solder. Yeah. Um, the, he got paid tons, tons, tons of money to basically hibernate the whole season. Yeah, and he really didn't show up last season. Um, so, I think, I think, he, like I think this awful. season, I think this season and moving forward, he needs to live up to that contract. So therefore, we have him. We pointed like we pointed something out in the fifth episode. Like it's not that he was so awful; it's just that he wasn't. A, he wasn't like Eric Flowers, like holding every play or just blowing blocks. Period. With Eric Flowers, but it, he was. Go just, ahead. He was just completely irrelevant. <laughs> um, so, so I, I think we need him to improve to become a near purple character. Caliber player, and he's I I, I don't know if this still is true, but at the time uh, he signed his contract, he was the highest paid left tackle in the league. Now I I don't follow left tackle left tackle contracts, so he that could still be true, but I don't want to go out on a limb and make sure and say that's still true. Um, but anyway, it it might whatever. Um, and so yeah, so I think. They need him to live up to that big contract. Um, but I have a question for you. Yeah. Would he really need to ha- still have a breakout season if he wasn't the highest paid left tackle in the league? Like, if he was just, like, a one-year, or not one-year, but, like, two-year, cra- like, and contract, like, middle of the pack, yeah. starting left tackle. But, like, I mean, not middle of the pack, like, skill level, because he is middle of the pack to below middle of the pack <laughs> last year. Um, but I meant, like, in terms of cash. Yeah, cash. Um, I guess if, like, he was getting, like, of the 32 left starting left tackles, if he was getting 16th or below, I wouldn't ask for that much. But because it was first in the league, right. that is asking. That is basically saying you better be Pro Bowl caliber or you just your team just wasted. However, how much money was it? I don't know. <laughs> but it was a lot of money. Crappy like money that. that neither of us will ever have. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, and money that Nate Solder probably doesn't deserve. 
possible it. <laughs> He's an NFL player, so, I mean. Yeah. What do you want from him? Really? Um, so, uh, shall we move on to number four? Number four. Yeah, number four. A golden Tate. Um, I think he's a wild card here. Almost more than Soldier. One, because he doesn't... Because Soldier's been good in his career. Well, so, some would argue Tate has been as well, but... No, I'm saying it's a similar comparison because, like, our other three are all young guys who haven't yeah. really had great seasons yet. Mm -hmm. Soldier and Tate have had very... or Pro Bowl-like seasons. Now, the mm -hmm. number three guy has had somewhat Pro Bowl-like seasons, I'll say, but... Yeah. He's probably going to be the best next season on this list. Um, uh -huh. well, we'll reveal who that is later. You guys probably know who that is. Um, we'll see. <laughs> if, if you guys follow the Giants enough. Um, yeah, but uh, this Golden Tate guy, we really don't know. I mean, three years, what is it, 41 mil or something like that? Something like that. Um, um, I always was somewhat fine with him when he was on the Seahawks in the earlier years of his career. Mm -hmm. and he won the Super Bowl on that team. Then he went to the Lions for, I guess it was, three and a half, no, four and a half years. Yeah. Because he went from 2014, 15 to 17, 18, and then half of 18, 19. Then he got traded to the Eagles. I mean, I hated him, I think, in that wild card game because he obviously scored that touchdown and made that big catch. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, um, but we'll see how this season plays out. Um, so, yeah, um, I still think that he definitely needs to, to improve. I mean, improve. Well, not necessarily improve, but be his former self. Not former self, because I think he was just as good with the Eagles this season than he was, had ever been in his career. Like, he was good in that one playoff. Right, aging guy, but. Aging, but. I mean, not that aging. How old is he? 31? 30? It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but I think I think he just needs to stay at his level. I feel like players like come from the Giants and then they start regressing. Uh, cough, cough, Nate Solder. Cough, cough, Brandon Marshall. Um, those are my two prime examples. Because Brandon Marshall was very good on the Jets those years, even when he was aging. And then he comes to the Giants. And don't tell me it was because of Eli Manning, because the Jets quarterback those years was freaking Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> so I would not say anything. Um, yeah. Everybody puts so much hate Fitzmagic? on Fitzmagic? No? No Fitzmagic? Uh, no Fitzmagic <laughs> those years. I mean, actually the one year they were like 10-6 and, and missed the playoffs by a game in 2015. Yeah. Um... How many years, two years was on the Jets? Yeah, I was blanking yeah. for Because then he was on Bears, and he was on the Broncos. And then, Bucks. Right, no, obviously. But, um, so, so, I mean, I think, I think the Golden Tate just needs to stay at a level. If he's improving from last year or seasons past, well then, Great. that's a miracle. But just, I want him to say, I, that's why it's a wild card, because it's not necessarily improving off of last season, it's just staying at the same level. Because people who age tend to obviously get worse as they get older. Cough, cough, Eli Manning. Cough, I mean, was Eli Manning ever that great? 07, 08 playoffs. Oh, so he had eight great games in his career, to be honest. That's fair. Um, 
But but if you think about it, it could be those eight games that get him in, into the Hall of Fame. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. I would have said it if he had just, like, thrown it down, like, four years ago. And then you go three straight years where you're, or two straight, I guess. Maybe if you, if you well, just some, for some reason, I don't know why he would. He wasn't that old. He was 36 or whatever, 35. Um, yes. Two years ago when they went 11-5 and five and he had a solid season, I would say. Mm-hmm. Or at least better than the last two. Then, I mean, you throw the towel, and that's a Hall of Fame career. And then he had two of the worst seasons of his career. Yeah. Well, some might say, like... Actually, I don't think he was that bad last year. I don't... I thought there was times where he just had good passing, like that Colts game and the Panthers game. And... samples. Um, yeah. Once again. Um, so... And that Texans game, he was great mm-hmm. in week three, back when we realized he wasn't awful. But, um, yeah, I think we just need players to not improve. Or, like, not, Golden Tate, not to regress. Yeah. For it to be a good, or a non-disappointing season for him. Uh, number three. Uh, Sterling Shepard. Uh, yeah, this is, this is a guy who had a good season two years ago. He wasn't bad, but I think everybody was kind of like, oh my gosh, OBJ and Shepard, like, here we go. Great wide well, receiver duo. That said, like, Shepard was a second-round pick. It wasn't like he was a top pick. So I, I don't know if I... I liked the pick from the second they drafted him. Because, like, mm-hmm. the receivers at the time were Odell Nobody. and a consistently injured Victor Cruz. Right. And, like, what's the guy's name? Uh, Ruben Randall, right? Mm-hmm. That guy from LSU, I barely remember him, <laughs> but but he was there. Um, so I just remember him from being terrible at football. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so we I feel like we've always been asking for this will be his fourth year. I feel like in the first three years, and he just signed a four year extension. I feel like we've just been asking too much of him. But have we really? Um, have we really? I'm not sure, but I feel like like we just expected him to be great. When, like, Odell got injured and when, I mean, when he was a supposed to be good next last season, like, and then he didn't really live up the hype, but why are we asking so much out of this guy? I'm not sure. Now, well, now it makes sense because now, now he, he's the potential he, number one receiver on the team. Right. But, no, I get your point. Like, last year, like, Odell is obviously the number one. Why? Why is he the one put under pressure? Right. I felt like last year, like, quite honestly, number one, the pressure's on Saquon to to, shut, to, no, to shut up the media that the Giants should have picked Sam Darnold. Well, well that is the biggest BS ever, because I don't know. No, because no, well, here's, here's my argument. If they draft Darnold, right, did you see what Darnold did? Darnold doesn't make him to the playoffs, right? Like, Darnold... Darnold doesn't make him to the playoffs that year. It doesn't really do anything I mean, if they pick him. Of those four, um, of the, I guess it was three quarterbacks that they even would have considered taking after Mayfield went, Rosen, Darnold, and Allen. But you weren't going to take Allen with the two overall picks. I mean, you weren't going to take Rosen. You, Al, there was plenty of rumors. Allen was going to go one even going into draft night. Right. All the, well, all the here, here was my take. Like, looking back on it, the only person I would have... T- 
taken over Saquon with the two pick is possibly Baker Mayfield, but he went one, so you take Saquon. I just, just a question. I mean, this is very off topic. I mean, it's topic to how we're being off topic now. But would you, if you were the Giants, you were the first pick, or you were the Browns, let's say you were the Browns, you can, like, redraft. Would now, after seeing their first season, would you have taken Saquon over Mayfield? No. I would have taken Mayfield. I, for their situation, I would have taken Mayfield. Because that team was good because of Mayfield. The only thing I didn't understand was why did, why did they... There were two, there were two random signings, like, week, a week before the draft. The Browns signed Tyrod Taylor... Which well, no, they traded for him. They traded, sorry. Which was the most stupidest thing on it the... It was the stupidest thing on well, the no. planet. Well, no. Well, the thing was, then you, everybody... But then they thought, oh, they're going Saquon one. Right, I definitely would have... I definitely thought But Saquon here's the won. thing. But, like, three or four days before the draft, the Giants signed Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, it was very confusing. I mean, that... But that Tyrod trade, I really think it really helped. I mean, that trade, just in general, and it wasn't Landry in that trade, wasn't it? Like a three-team trade with the Dolphins. Because, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, you couldn't quote. But I know they got Landry around the same time. Yeah. Or I think they got Landry after they drafted him, but oh, yeah. whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anything, any final comments before we move on to number two? Um, besides the fact that we didn't really talk about Jackard at all. We talked about it. It's a similar situation with him than with Golden Tate. Except for the fact that he's younger. Right. Um, number two, B.J. Hill. I have to remember it. (laughs) Way to go. Uh, yeah. So this is, this is how, I kind of, I like this guy. I like him too. Um, I, I, how old is he? Young. Young. You know, he must be like 26. What draft is he in? 2017? 17. 16. 17, third round pick. I knew he was a third round pick. I just couldn't remember if it was 17 or 16. Um, yeah, because they took, what's his face in the second round of that draft? Uh, Alabama guy. Gavin Tomlinson. What about that guy? What's his deal? I don't know. Uh-huh. And then third round Probably going to be back up Dexter pick. Lawrence this year. Maybe. He might. Maybe. Or, well, do they run two D-tackles? I don't know. It, well, no, well, I don't know, because James Betcher could. We don't right. know. Oh, that's true. And, yeah, no, I guess we'll see. Um, what third line He ran, he ran a, he ran a three, two, no. He ran a three, four in Arizona. He ran a 3-4, meaning three guys on the line, four linebackers. I'm explaining to our audience. Um, yeah, so, I don't know, it should be... What did we run last year? And we ran a 4-3 last right, year. That's what I which, the thing was, which is why I, like, totally off topic, but this that's why I like the Olivier Vernon trade, because James Betcher runs a, runs a 3-4, and Olivier Vernon doesn't fit into the 3-4 system. He fits into the 4-3 because he's not one of the guys that you can... That he's not He's not good being that fourth linebacker. Right, he couldn't he, He's better on the line and sometimes dropping off, dropping back or whatever, depending upon the play you call. But, right, that's true. 
Um, anyway, BJ Hill. Um, I think, I think he will improve. I could have put him in, he, I think he's going to improve, because I think he will, but I don't. I think they kind of need him to, because. But I'm not sure about the first three guys, if, she, if Shepard, Tate, and Silver are going to improve off of last season. I think BJ Hill definitely will improve. But I think, I, I only, the only reason I suggested this guy is because, because they need like we no, like we talked about in our episode five podcast of the G Man Journal is we talked about how they needed to get pressure and B J Hill needs to bring get pre- to bring, well, pressure. bring pressure and if Dexter Lawrence is any resemblance of himself at Clemson he'll be good and then you have B J Hill who also needs to step up as a defensive of himself just without drugs as well right well we hope that. Anyway, um, first, first number one, um, I think this was an obvious choice. I didn't have to think about this harder than the other. Yeah. Evan Ingram, that guy, I don't, I mean, he was. He was good. Okay, so, here's basically, from my point of view, what happened. Right, 2018, it was pretty good. Solid rookie season. 2017-18, I wasn't sure what you meant. I'm sorry, I'm. And then um, last year, I don't know. Awful. Well, no. And he wasn't even the starter at the end of the year. Well, well basically, Red Allison. Well, man, they basically shared the rule, but he went from the number one guy, Ellison being his total backup. He went to, like, the number three. And basically almost, off. yeah. And but people can people can make the excuses about Odell, and I get that. That is part of the reason because Odell was right because when he was good in his first year, Odell was hurt the whole year. Right. I I really feel bad for any receiver or tight end that gets a lot of action that has to play with Odell. I feel like just Odell's gonna get more throws than you, no matter who the quarterback is, no matter what the case. That should be interesting to see in uh, in. Cleveland, how that works out. That being said, I'm saying, like, if you're, like, a deep... Like, Landry is a very good... Like, he's probably, like, probably a tier under Odell. Uh, yeah, I think Fringe that's fair. tier, maybe two tiers. Yeah. But, um, you know, but, so he, he dropped off last season, but, um, well, I think his problem was, A, they ran the ball more. And he's not a good blocking tight end. And B, Odell was back. So when he did throw the ball, most of the time he either went to Odell or Shepard. And he he is the he to start the season he was the number three guy. I'm not gonna lie. To I kind of like Red Ellison. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I liked him. I thought he was solid. Well, the thing with him is the reason he got the starting role. And by the end of the season, it is because he's a better blocking tight end than Evan Ingram and is and is that serviceable is why, catching the ball. That is why Ingram was good his first year. And I think because was, they did not run the ball, they, period. Because, like, Paul Perkins or Orlean Starkwa were their starting running back. And you basically could. So he was getting targeted, or at least had a shot at getting targeted a lot, and... Mm-hmm. But now when see, most of their plays now are going to be, like, any receiver or tight end just had a better job with the Giants 
until they drafted Saquon, because their running game was so bad and since they lost Ahmad Bradshaw and Brandon Jacobs and David Wilson. And, well, hold on, going back to our earlier way off topic discussion about the the Darnold um Darnold uh over Saquon thing is Darnold okay would he really number one would he really have started last year and number two the running game was awful it was so bad it was like on the they would have they would have gone like this is uh, um, this is out of proportion, but they would have gone zero and sixteen with that running game. Um. Yes. Now that being said, if they, if no, if they ran the plays with their two thousand seventeen running back core that they ran in two thousand eighteen, they would have gone zero and sixteen. Yeah. Um. I feel like. I mean, obviously the I playbook agree, changed. I think Darnold wasn't that. I mean, like you're. I feel like you're hating on Darnold more than I hated on Darnold. I didn't think he was that bad, not to mention, if we really look at his receivers, it was Robbie Anderson and Quincy Anula. That's fair, but... But if but if history repeats itself... Then, Sterling Shepard and nobody else, so... But, yeah, and if history repeated itself, the whole Odell thing happens, and he's left with just as good... That maybe probably better, but just as good as a receiving core. Yeah. Like this year, Darnold. Oh, uh, Darnold, yeah. As you had with the Jets? Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to Andrew. Yeah. I think he's, he needs to... And part of it, like, he was like... He was like a late scratch for that Eagles game and then never really played again. Never fully played Wait, again. Wait, which Eagles game? Did we the the one the one in the one in Philly. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, and so he was like elite scratch to that game. Oh yeah. And yeah. I feel like after that game, he, I only remember that because he was on my fantasy team, and I remember being pissed that he <laughs> he was in my starting lineup, <laughs> which then I realized was an idiot move already because he had sucked all season. <laughs> Faith in the Giants. But who cares? Cause Giants pride. Um, Fourteen and one, and lost in the freaking chance. Nobody cares, Tom. Um, and yeah, so and then I feel like he then was a ghost. Like he basically then did nothing. I think he was a ghost before that too. I mean that Jaguar. Yeah, but at least he was on the field. Yes, I mean that. I feel like after that, he was on the field getting targets. He just wasn't good. He wasn't good. Yeah, he was on the field getting targets, like you said. But then after that scratch, he was just nowhere. I will. Maybe part of it, I, I'm, I'm not part of their medical staff, but no. maybe, maybe part of it was he was truly injured and yeah, and couldn't that. play, but, but even though, but like, he would play, but he would literally play for like, maybe five plays a game, and when he did, he was blocking or like, like a decoy, like, right, because if they're running... Most of the plays, which they did, what's the point of even having him? Like, exactly. he's worthless on this Giants team right now, unless they start throwing him more. Yeah, or they just even out the playbook, which is going to be hard to do with... Well, I think they need to just vary the playbook based on their opponents. Like, there are some opponents that I'm totally fine with them running the ball 
70% of the time, but there are other opponents that have great D-lines that it's like, really, dude, you need to throw the ball, like, right. at least, you need to throw the ball at least, it's got to be, like, at least, like, a 55-45 ratio. Right. Like, I realize Saquon's Saquon, but Pat Shermer, like, there are some guys, there, there, are some, there are some teams that have insane defensive lines where... And that's part of why they need a quarterback, because maybe part of it, Pat Shermer doesn't trust Eli, or maybe it's just that he's in love with Saquon. Either way, sometimes you need to throw the ball. Wouldn't we all be in love with it? I think any coach out there would be in love with coaching Saquon, to be honest. Yeah. Saquon's a special talent. Yeah. I'm glad. I think we're blessed that we have him, because if not, if we didn't have him last year... We would well, then we would have Darnold. Well, here's the thing. Then we would have Darnold and would have a future, and this would be a whole different conversation. That's true. That's true. Because I think Ingram, if they had Darnold, then Ingram would have had a better year, and Shepard would have possibly had a better year. And maybe that Odell thing works. Maybe. Just maybe. Maybe. Because maybe they pass the ball more because they don't have Saquon, because which they probably do. for whatever reason, because Eli was awful, or whatever the hell the reason was, but, like, let's say Odell, like, like, let's say Darnold, like, satisfies Odell, if there's a chance he doesn't call for a trade, and now we're sitting here, like, we still have Odell, we have a decent-looking future Darnold, we have. Yeah, and we have, and, well, and then, but then what's our running back situation look like? What's our running back situation look like? I'm not sure. But maybe, now, but then again, for maybe. That one season, we were 11 5, and we had a non running game. Like, Paul Perkins was our starting running back. That's yeah, and maybe we do trade or sign in free agency. Right. Or we draft a running back. That, uh, no, I guess there weren't running backs, really. Josh Jacobs, but you wouldn't have taken him at 6, right. and you wouldn't have the 17 pick. And maybe you would be better than 6, who knows? Or maybe you would be worse, who cares? Um. <laughs> Anyway, let's get to um, the guys that... Well, sorry, any final comments? Um, yeah, I just thought about this right now. Um, one guy that we just gave up so much for him that I feel like he better be good, and that is Jabril Peppers. Did we, did we didn't really give up that. We gave up Odell, though. I mean... And a first-round pick. No, but we got back a first-round pick. But we gave it's up It's not Odell. all on him. care. But that Odell thing would have worked. That Odell thing would have worked. That's fair. I guess that's true. I'll give you that. Like, it was going to be, like, it might be to the point where he literally does not practice and shows up to the game on time. He Sunday. could be the Le'Veon Bell of last season. He could have, that could have been the situation. I don't know. I don't see, I don't see him doing that only because he was fine. I feel like Le'Veon had, had problems, and I feel like it progressively got worse. I don't think Odell, I don't, but I also think Le'Veon was only pissed because the money side of it. Yeah, and Odell had just been signed to an insane contract. But I feel like, quite honestly, like, this year it could be, if you still had Odell, it could actually be, it could get to the point where you have, where you have him not show up to practice and, like, just sit there and show up to the, show up to the facility on Sunday and really, like, I feel like everyone would be like, yo, Odell, what's up? Yo, yo, yo. I wouldn't mess with Odell. Neither would I. So, like, I feel he like... Just, I feel like he's just so fiery. Like, I wouldn't... I feel like I would, like, mess with, like, Le'Veon Bell. Like, like I, would, I would, 
like... Well, his thing was different. I feel like... Like, I feel like I would have called... But, like, he had such a good... I feel like he was fine. Not... Well, no. Like... But he was tolerable. He was tolerable. He was tolerating everyone. That being said, I feel like Le'Veon Bell. And everyone, well, my only thing was, like, everyone still had his number. Why weren't they just, like, calling him, like, on repeat? That's true. That's fair. Um, Like, people were, like, I don't know, this has nothing to do with Giants, but sorry, guys. You probably don't want us to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers, but let me finish my point. Like, my, I didn't understand why, like, I don't know, like, a Ben Roethlisberger doesn't call him up 20 times a day until he answers and be like, yo, Le'Veon, show up. Right. I feel like Ben Roethlisberger has that, has that ability to be a leader. Has that ability? I, I feel be but scared he, to like, bother Le'Veon. I feel like I would be scared to bother Odell that much. But you're not Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger, you haven't been in the NFL for... As long as Roethlisberger like has, but I feel like Eli Manning is just that kind of guy that would not be, would not call Odell and would just be like, like yes. Why Eli Manning? And I feel like he would just like he would be asked about it constantly, and the press would be like, "We appreciate that Odell shows up and works on Sunday." Yeah, he and walks out. But, like, I feel like Ben Roethlisberger and the way he handled that situation was I was kind of surprised by because the way he handled. The Antonio Brown and the Le'Veon Bell situations, they were similar situations, different, but but the way he handled them were two whole, two whole different That's true. things. That's true. Um, now, so we're not wasting time, let's move on to our... Who we think uh, is going to break out. Uh, number one, I think we all had this guy in our list, just, we weren't agreeing. We did three guys for this, not five, because... I don't know why. I don't know. Well, I feel like I feel like we also have like a ton of hope in the Giants. I feel like more me than you, but I feel like I have a lot. I have a lot of faith in this Giants, and maybe it's just because I'm a diehard Giants fan. But I am too. I just I'm not. I'm just a you're just pessimistic about everything in sports. Um, so I feel like I would like be able to name like ten guys that I think are gonna break out. Um, or improve on. So we did three. Uh, number one in our list is Will Hernandez. Yeah, he had a solid season uh, last year. Uh, he was their second round pick. Um, he was their second round he pick. He's probably the best offensive lineman. Yeah, probably. Uh, he probably will be this season, or Zeller. Uh, probably, I, I probably said Zeller. Or Zoller, actually. Figures out how to play. He knows how to play football. He just didn't show up. Yeah, if he figured out how to re, get uh, reconstruct his game, or something. Well, he was good with, no, with the wasn't. Patriots, but if he can just get back to that level, that. and maybe last year was just a fluke. Maybe it was your first your first year in that system, and right, something true. wasn't working, and that he still has that ability to be that Patriots guy, but, yeah. uh, yeah, I think Will Hernandez will have a breakout the year this year. He had a solid rookie season, and I think he's just one of those guys that's able to, to build right, on, improve. Um, I mean, I think, I, I, I truly think this is one of Dave Gettleman's favorite players. Yeah. I mean, Dave Gettleman just loves hog uh, mollies. Right. <laughs> Offensive line. Yeah. All linemen, I guess. Yeah. But, I feel like more O-line than D-line. But yeah, plus he's also obsessed with like running back. And you can't have a good running back without a good O-line. 
I mean, that's not true because our O line was atrocious last year and Saquon was atrocious. We talked. We talked about that last the last episode. Um. So yeah. So I think Will Hernandez will definitely. Um. I think Will Hernandez will he'll definitely. Break out. He. I, but I don't think they desperately need him to break out. Yeah, because if he just stays on that level, but then it's only a second year, and he doesn't need to be a star already. Right. It's not like he's the highest paid. Um. Second. Second is an interesting one because you are in love with this guy. Ha 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 ha. No pun. Ha, ha, no pun intended. Um. <laughs> Julian Love. Get um, it? You, you guys get it now. Hopefully. Dad jokes. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I really, really like this guy. Um, I, I like half paid attention to him at Notre Dame just because Notre Dame was good this year and they, because they were relevant and I was paying attention when it came to like, I watched that playoffs game. I mean, they were awful, but, um, yeah, Julian Love is, I think he's going to be really good. I think he has the ability to be defensive rookie of the year. Ooh, I, I I think that's a bit of a stretch, but I a bit of a stretch. But who do you think it will be? That's off topic. Um, but then again, we've gone so off topic today. Um, and so um, I don't know. I think this was one of the biggest steals of the draft. Really, I thought he was in it. What round are we getting? Sixth. Fourth? Sixth. Yeah. I don't think I realized that. I think that's right. <laughs> I was gonna say. No, it might be the fourth. I think it was fourth. I could be wrong. We got sorry, guys. Sorry. Old Dominion guy in the third round. We didn't have a pick. Of yeah. How do you even say that, dude? O'Shane Aminez. Um, wow, that was impressive. I think you got it. Well, I doubt it. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but so, and then fourth round was love. Fifth round was the Auburn guy, right? Fifth round was a sixth round was Corey Valentine. Seventh round was. Wasn't it? no we no they had like two six round picks. Right? Oh yeah, they did have a few later. And then they had they took Darius Slayton, who I think could be good too. And no, and didn't they take like that guy out of Wisconsin? No, no, they didn't take. I would have known if they took Go Badgers. Grand Mertz, it's my boy. Um, <laughs> he's gonna be so good. I am. I've, I've already decided on it. <laughs> um, dude, but but anyway. Back to the, I think Love's going to be really good. I think he will possibly be the best corner next year. I mean, we'll yeah. see what Janoris Jenkins' deal is, and we'll see if DeAndre Baker's all that. Yeah, if not, I, I like I him. Think, I, think, I think Baker will be better than Love, but I think Love being a fourth-round pick, not being a first-round pick. It's going to be less developed than Baker for his first year. but Yeah, right. Well, uh, Baker going at the end of the first round. Um... Right. Probably could have probably higher. higher expectations, but higher expectations, I agree. But we're both in love with him. <laughs> um no. and then number three, um it's Saquon Barkley, and yes, that is a complete joke because I wouldn't ask for much more out of this guy. Well, I think we can so both good. agree that this guy's gonna get better, so it fits it fits the role perfectly. Because um, we don't need him to get better because he was already so good. But we, <laughs> but we think, think he's going to get better. Right, so, so that's, that's um, yeah, that's our, that's our somewhat of a joke. Um, he's my set. I, I got two bold MVP predictions. Okay. Um, I probably already pointed out the one, Andrew Luck. I say that a lot. I think Andrew Luck is going to be very good this year. How do you feel, how do you feel about his Twitter post? I love those. Andrew Luck's like, 
there's, there's, I, I find that too cool. I like Andrew Luck. He's cool. He's he a good like, guy. He seemed like a cool guy. I mean, he's also a smart guy considering he went to Stanford. Um, yeah. Like, I feel like he could just be one of those guys who, like, I don't know, is, like, very solid yet very underrated. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I, well, I, don't, know. But I, I don't think he'll be underrated if he wins MVP. So, but that's why it's a bold prediction. And then my second one, Saquon. Saquon. Um, it just depends on where, one, if the team is, if he's good. Because if the team is awful, then he's going to struggle to be amazing. Yeah, well, part of... Like, and I know it'll be, like, empty stats, but I also feel like it's harder to have success if your team is so not successful. Right, well, and part of, I don't know, and for really every league, which I don't agree with, part of the MVP is team success, which I don't agree with. Why? You're valuable, but if... Let's say this is but, okay. Well, it's like let's say James Harden averages like fifty points a game, but his team is the worst in the NBA. It is not doesn't mean you're valuable to your team because you're still losing games. Yes, it does. You're very valuable. You're the highest scorer on the team. I don't. I don't. You're averaging fifty points a game. But every year, except for the Westbrook year since '87 when Jordan won it, that an MVP has been a top two seed, and now if that's Harden, that role will be. This year, which I don't think it will be, or Paul George, then that streak will be broken. I mean, I'm, we're done with talking about NBA. It's a G Men journal, G Men podcast. So I mean, so I think Saquon could be an interesting. Yeah, but I don't know. So uh, who's your bold prediction for NFL MVP? Saquon. Um, <laughs> Saquon. He's gonna be the best running back in the league. I agree. Him and Zeke. Him and, and I'm gonna go him and Gurley. <laughs> As much as, no, I feel like uh, there's something wrong with Gurley. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like there's still something. McCaffrey, actually. Ooh. I, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I think that just about wraps up our podcast, right? Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, this will probably be my last podcast with Dylan for a while. Yeah. Um, but I'll try to, obviously it's summertime, but I'll try to do my best to keep up on the yeah. podcast. And you guys might see another Dylan Waxman podcast, the fifth one, um, later this week. I'm going to sleepaway camp on Saturday, and then when I get home, which will be like mid-August, I'm going to California. So, if I can upload in California, then I will, but I'll be on like the beach all day. So, I think I'd rather be on the beach than upload the Yeah, um, and... <laughs> Yeah, and so um, if you guys haven't listened to Dylan's podcast, the DW podcast, uh, I've been on two. Um, it's uh, we uh, we just talk about well, sorry, he talks about all sports and stuff, just stuff like that. But right um, now it's mostly NBA because NBA is just more of the focus right now these days in sports. Right, and because you. With that being said, we and because you don't care enough about MLB to do a whole MLB podcast. Right, that's true. That's and so I could so, do an NBA podcast just because. But I'm not, because I don't want to get off topic and, like, start briefly talking about the NFL to the point where it's becoming too much of more than one sport, so I just combined it all into one. Yeah, so be sure to be sure to check that one out, and uh, I'll definitely be back with more podcasts. See ya. See ya.